Last week, we began our exploration of the culmination of John's gospel. That early morning visit to the graveyard. Initially, with Mary taking the trip by herself, according to John's account. And upon arrival, to her great shock and dismay, the tomb was empty. She rushed back to Jesus' closest disciples for help, and and they raced to the tomb. And, And as I mentioned last week, I'd be remiss in the eyes of the disciple whom Jesus loved if I didn't make clear that he beat Peter to the tomb when they ran back. They didn't say anything, though, when they saw that the account that Mary Magdalene had provided was accurate. The tomb was empty. The body was gone. It is very questionable as to exactly what the disciple believed had happened to Jesus. Whether they were putting together that he had been raised from the dead, I think is is probably a step too far, but they knew that something had happened, something had changed. Last week we began considering Jesus' message to Mary Magdalene, and today we'll consider Peter, and then the disciple whom Jesus loved after his resurrection. Those reminders that he wanted them to live the rest of their lives based upon. Today we turn to a message of restoration. The great message given to Jesus, given to Peter by Jesus. To set the scene, I want you to think, about that activity or that location that you go to when you're frustrated. Times when the stress gets to you, the angst of life catches up to you. Maybe it's to a park. Maybe it's on a walk. Maybe it's to bed. Huh? <laughs> A restaurant, an activity, something, something to distract you. We all fall back on something. Some people bake or cook. Some do crafts. Some some people yell and scream. Some folks watch movies or sports. Some people eat. What Peter do? He fished. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat for that night, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It's it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that 
It was the Lord. He put on his outer garment, for he had stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, just about a hundred yards off. When they got on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to Peter, feed my lambs. Jesus said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter said to Jesus, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to Peter the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Then he said, uh, this he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow The disciples were in something of a holding pattern. But sometimes waiting can be taxing. Peter was not one to wait. He didn't want to wait for them to row back to the shore when he knew Jesus was there. He hopped back and he hopped out and swam back. He didn't want to wait when the uh, tim- or when the uh, when the guards came to arrest Jesus. He wanted to take action. Sliced off the ear of the high priest's servant. He was not an especially patient man. You think of that kind of natural bent towards wanting to get things moving and the way frustration and anxiety just amplifies that. So he did what came naturally. One morning or evening, he said, look, I've got to do something, guys. This sitting and waiting, this doing nothing, it's driving me crazy. I'm going fishing. And Peter was kind of a natural leader, and everybody just kind of came along with him. And that's when the encounter with Jesus took place, and he received his commission from the risen Lord. I want to share just three quick words today. Fish, forgiven, and follow. 
This event with fishing has very clear and intentional echoes to Jesus' first encounter with Peter along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. The events are very similar to the time Jesus asked Peter to push out from the shore in his boat so Jesus could use it as a floating podium. (coughs) That particular day, they had come in with empty nets. And as both a reward for the use of the boat and a sign of who Jesus really was, they pushed out to deeper water and caught the miraculous catch of fish that appears early in the gospel. And afterwards, Jesus told them that he would make them fishers of people. And they dropped their nets and followed. Again, that night's fishing, post-resurrection, had been fruitless. As they were coming in, they encountered this stranger about 100 yards off on the beach who asked how the fishing was and then told them to cast the nets on the right side of the boat and you'd find some. And they do, and they did, hauled in a miraculous catch of fish. It was John who was the first to realize who Jesus was, who this stranger on the shore was. And when he told Peter, it's the Lord, Peter, as I said a minute ago, he dove in and swam to be with Jesus. And it was there at a charcoal fire, the same kind of fire over which Peter had denied Christ three times. It was with grilled fish and bread that Peter experienced forgiveness. There's this reinstatement, this restoration. Again, these, this threefold series of questions. Do you love me? Very clearly meant to, to uh, uh, echo the threefold series of accusations against Peter. You are one of this man's disciples. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Three times. Peter answers, Lord, you know that I I love you. And the third time he is asked, the gospel makes clear that Peter is hurt, offended, that Jesus would ask him three times. Maybe... Maybe the breeze shifted a little bit. You know, when you're standing around a fire, depending on how the breeze is blowing, uh, you, you may really get a good whiff of the fire. Maybe that's when the breeze shifted as they sat across from each other. And Peter smelled the fire, and his mind raced back to the recent time when he had stood around a fire fire of denial. Three denials, three questions, do you love me? Three opportunities to receive and experience forgiveness, to receive restoration. What a profound change this event brought in Peter's life. It's clear going forward that the load of guilt he had carried around with him had been lifted And Jesus then commissions Peter. 
after restoring him. After receiving forgiveness, the commission from Jesus came to Peter. Maybe it it should be considered a recommissioning. A single command was given to him. The same one given three years before. It's one that you and I are called to answer as well. When Jesus looked at Peter and says, follow me. We've all had those Peter moments in our lives. We've all had those moments when we've denied Christ or denied being a disciple of Christ by our actions or responses or words or whatever the case may be. But the good news is that like Peter, we too can experience forgiveness and be restored as a follower of Jesus. May we walk as those who have been forgiven, as those who have been redeemed, and as those who have been restored. Amen.